with the negative Nancy's. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancy's. My name is Roy Walker, and I'm joined at the adult table today with my fellow Nancy's, Primo Thomas, Matt DeVita, guest host Nancy, Chris, I guess I'll go fuck myself, Kelly, and guest Nancy, Kristen Trip Kelly. <laughs> with us as always is Junior Nancy, and the main reason the gene pool needs a lifeguard, Chad Cleary. Today we will be discussing fanboy culture as we record from six separate locations with fine adult beverages. With that, we remind you that Captain James Tiberius Kirk is not even close to being as awesome as Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I'll make you delete your Instagram over that shit. All right. Today we are joined with wonderful human Jesus beings Christ. and fine, sexy actors and our very dear friends, Kristen Tripp Kelly and Chris Tiberius Dramatic Return Kelly. No relation. But before we get into that, let's examine <laughs> our drinks leading off with our guest guest, Kristen. What are you drinking? That was a mouthful. Yeah, you're going to be impressed. I'm drinking um, Bantha Milk, Blue Milk on the Rock. Yes, girl. Yes. Oh, it's dope. Me, um, I am also Fire. drinking blue bantha milk. Now come inside and have some blue milk. <laughs> Over my dead carcass. <laughs> Tyler, what are you drinking? I am drinking a caramel macchiato with amaretto in it. Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, Coca-Cola Classic. Mm, mm. Delicious. I am drinking, I was trying to come up with like a pun because I didn't have any ingredients to make any type of like colored drink so whoa easy it's very intolerant of you to say so i'm just gonna call this the dagobah okay okay cool yeah that works it's absinthe and uh yeah it's good Great. Absinthe. Mm. Mm, indeed absinthe gin driver move yes okay so for a listener though. you're terrible <laughs> it actually it's uh it's getting better but it's probably just because of the <laughs> alcohol content um <laughs> kristen so for our listeners could you tell everybody um who you are and what you do and what you like to do? Yeah, I am a theater artist in town. I work as an actor and director. And um, my day job is I'm a theater teacher for high school students at Nichols School. Nichols. Very nice. Very nice. So we are joined again with Chris Kelly, who is our, our, our homeboy. Um, does anyone have a question to start us off with? I, I think we touched on slightly touched on fandoms in Chris's episode and in Dave uh, Spichelski's episode. Yes, yes, which leads us back to, um, yeah, I'm a I'm a big Star yeah, Wars boy. fan myself, but there's nothing I mm -hmm. despise more than I think the hardcore Star Wars fanboys. Because they ruin everything for me. Yeah, they're in a level with Patriots fans, aren't they? Yes, they are. I mean, from <laughs> my perspective, at least. Right. <laughs> I just yeah, it's gotten it's gotten pretty bad, especially with the last oh. three films. Right. I mean, it started with with Force oh, Awakens. Yeah. I don't know. I remember when the Force Awakens came out, and all the complaining was it was too much like a New Hope. And it was too much like that. The story was the same, blah, blah, blah. And then when um, <laughs> they change it, <laughs> well, right. And then, and then with, um, with the follow up to that, it was too different. Um, you know, the last Jedi was too different. They went, they went off the deep end. You know, it's not star Wars. It's like, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want us to do? Well, and that's, that's another problem is that like, it seemed 
like the fanboy culture was really influencing the story that was being produced like across like every single new release of Star Wars. Like right. you wanted a new Star Wars, you got brand new Star Wars with new characters, but a very similar right. uh, linear plot. They hated that. So let's completely erase that. Still give them like a Hoth battle sort of, but let's change the entire landscape of the story we're making. We hated that. Let's give it back to the original director. Let's change everything and bring back Palpatine. And just Spoiler be fan servicey, fan servicey, fan servicey, fan servicey. Oh, now my God. I don't watch like the Star Wars movies. I, I just never really got into them. I know unpopular opinion. Um, however, I, I always see that the Star Wars fans are always discontent with no matter what move they make. No matter like, what it just seems do. like you can't make them happy. Like you said, they can do fan service all they want. Did anyone have the urge to jump through the screen and choke Chad? <laughs> I, I have that urge. Well, don't worry. I, don't worry. <laughs> I used to de- I used to defend Chad, and and suddenly everything's changed. Actually, this yes. is true. everything everything's I've never changed. Really given them a chance. I just haven't like really watched them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Everything changed for me during the pizza episode. I think I, I don't know. There was lots of talk of pineapple, and I just lost faith in Chad. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I think I think yes. I think unfortunately the the section of the Star Wars fandom that is the loudest on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. Twitter's the worst as far as all of this goes. Is this really tough? That is not happy with anything. Um, uh-huh. I think there are plenty of us diehard fans. Um, I don't want to speak for Kristen, but I myself saw all the original trilogy in the movie theaters when they came out. Yeah. Um, little as I was, um, but I, I think a lot of us, a lot of us, certainly enjoyed aspects of all of the new movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, <laughs> but I think. Um, I think I think the problem is that yes, they started listening to to the fans to some extent, um, especially with especially with God forgive me, um, episode nine uh, aspects of that. Um, whereas whereas something like and this is like this is going to be a real controversial topic if we get into it, but whereas something with like Game of Thrones and <laughs> oh we'll get there, but the the Mandalorian didn't really like pay any attention to what the fans want it's like this is what we're gonna do this right. is what we're gonna do which is what they exactly which is when it's a better product in my opinion at least if you type in google why star wars fans you know, the first thing that comes up is hate star wars right <laughs> 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 <Great. laughs> I remember when um, when they were starting to come out with Rogue One. Then and me- I remember they pushed back the premiere date because they were doing reshoots of it. Like they reshot almost the whole movie, um, and people were like, "Oh, it's gonna be garbage. It's you know, it's not a Skywalker story. No one cares about it." Blah blah blah. blah. And then it came out. And I was like, "No, this is an awesome movie." And there's still a lot of people who dislike that movie. Oh, it's like when we want to make an X Men movie and Wolverine's not the main character. Right, right. <laughs> you know, there's like a lot of characters, right? But yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it, right. And like what Chris said about the Mandalorian, John Favreau and Disney were like, "This is the story we're gonna tell, and you can like it or not. And this is what we're doing." And John Favreau like doesn't make bad movies, right? I mean, uh, Iron Man Two was not good, but uh, you know. well, yeah, I, I guess the villain in that <laughs> one sucked, but that wasn't Mickey Rourke's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was not. It was not his fault. Um. That was that was no, a writer issue, um, but it did set the set the whole Don Shield or however you say his last name. Is that that say it right? Cheadle. 
Dungeon. Yeah, Cheetle. set set right. like the paved the way for his character to have some 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 groundwork because like uh, they had originally it was a different guy, right? It was um, what's his face? Terrence Howard. Good old yeah, good old what's his face. No, I think they I think they hit the perfect balance with Mandalorian. It feels familiar to the fans, but they still take really great risks and surprise us. Right, like spoiler alert, the most risky thing ever was at the end when the dude pulls out the dark saber. Like what? No one saw that coming. Brilliant. Most people didn't even know what dark saber was when I do decide to watch it. We don't care, Chad. Um, <laughs> but it's like, do, does it? Do you think that the the I, there are a lot of us that don't feel as harshly about choices that Disney slash Star Wars has made? But like, I really feel like the negative fanboys. But this goes for anything. Just really kind of make the rest of us sound like assholes. It's like how people feel about the well, the hardcore Bernie Bros. And they don't speak for everybody, but they're very loud and you know. Mm-hmm. a lot of them mm-hmm. are assholes see from an outside perspective that's what kind of like put me off from checking out like most of the star wars films is because i've only heard bad things about it that's why like so like i feel like that also is going to hurt the franchise because people that may have been interested read the reviews and everybody's just shitting on it so people are gonna be like why would i watch like a low-rated movie well, it's not even necessarily the reviews. It is the fan base's reaction to right. the reviews. Yeah, no, I mean, well, Last like, Jedi was well reviewed. When you go on a lot of these sites, like they have like the fan reviews and stuff like that, and they just tear it apart, like on like Metacritic or like Rotten Tomatoes. Like they just absolutely <laughs> destroy it. Well, I think, but I think you know. <sighs> This is why reviews are bullshit and why we have to form our yeah. own opinions about things. Um, but yeah, I, I think Kristen's, to Kristen's point, when um, The Force Awakens came out, it, it really got very mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, with people saying, well, it was certainly fun, um, it was basically sort of a retread of A New Hope. I didn't mind. I didn't mind that to some mm-hmm. extent. Right. I had, my, I. if I had issues with The Force Awakens, um, I could point to scenes between like Han and Leia where it's like, did was no one around to like doll up this dialogue a little bit? Right. Um, couldn't like, couldn't no give them, you know, know. that basically it was kind of like, Oh, you, and you still drive me crazy. Like none <laughs> of their exchanges were kind of ridiculous. Well, especially when Larry because Kasdan co-wrote that with, with JJ Abrams. Right. Still chalky. Yes. Right, like, God, same jacket no different jacket what (laughs) (laughs) do you remember that scene where lando's wearing han's clothes what there's a there's a scene it's actually this is like slightly i mean it's the same topic it's just a different movie i think but i think it's in um i'm trying to remember what it is but um uh lando is is piloting the millennium falcon and he's wearing han's clothes Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's like a yeah, it's like out of nowhere. He's like not wearing it in the previous scene. It's like yeah, it's a similar outfit. No, it's the same one. Look it up. I I don't think it is. I think he's wearing his clothes, man. Listen, (laughs) Captain, you're the like the bottom of the totem pole with Chad here on who knows what about Star Wars. So ooh, (laughs) damn, Um, I know zero. Not gonna challenge you to a who's the best drummer on. Yeah, he's wearing his clothes. Look it up. I've seen every mockery, including Spaceballs. You know, so I feel like like (laughs) I've seen that. That counts for something. No, I think there are two. There are two camps of 
man babies, and we've touched on one. Man one babies. Is, yeah, man babies. One Absolutely. is the, the camp that just can't, can't get past directors and writers making choices that don't line up with what they've been kind of jerking off to in their heads. And then there's another group, you know, I'll use that phrase deplorables, that just can't get past Kathleen Kennedy making choices that make the galaxy more inclusive for women exactly. and people of color. I mean, there is that element also. Yeah. I mean, what I remember oh about God. Force Awakens is not just the backlash about whether or not the plot was similar to New Hope. I remember the reaction against Ray. Yes. You know, the the female protagonist oh my god yeah i'm trying to think like people were people like shit on kathleen kennedy so hard but then if you go back and look at this woman's filmography and the movies she's produced it's like okay every single one of you can go to hell because she has literally produced or been a producer on the biggest blockbuster films in history <laughs> like like if you just like look at the list it's astounding so when people want to shit on her for making choices for a right. multi-billion dollar company it's like yeah i think she's qualified to do that but here's like the other thing is that like she didn't write ray right <laughs> but she opened the door she opened the door for that kind of writing and invited that into the Good. galaxy Good. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you guys ever seen Fanboys? Yeah. No. It's a movie from 2009, and it's all about Star Wars fans. And um, based, uh, without trying to give away too much of the story, um, these guys go on like a road trip to get to George Lucas's house to see Episode One before it's released because um, one of their friends is dying. And uh, it's, a, it's a a great great story. Like the guy, his like I think he, he has a van. It's called the Millennium Falcon, and he's dressed as Han Solo, driving it the entire time. And they own a nerdy, and I I say that with um with love, they own like, <laughs> a, like a nerdy store where you can go in and you can buy like replicas of things used in movies. And they have like a few things that are from Star Trek, just so they can like um profile people that come through the door. Just like get out of here, Trekkie. But that's funny. Yeah, but you guys, you guys should check that out. It's it's really funny. It's with a lot of really funny actors that you all recognize yeah, before they were famous, like Seth same. Rogen's in it, um, Dan Fogler's in it. Yeah, Sam Huntington, Kristen Bell's in it. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think um he's not credited on here, but Kristen Bell's husband um Dak Shepard is in it as well. Pretty sure. I could be wrong. Nice. Um, yeah, it's very funny. I remember so I think it was one of our students who told me because I I um Kirsten I had to wait a, like a week or so to go see the um the last Jedi when it came out and he was like oh it's the worst movie I've ever seen I was like the worst movie you've ever seen the you've worst seen. the worst movie you've ever seen you watch Charmed every day but this is the worst right like, <laughs> right you watched Beautician and the Beast and that wasn't the worst movie you've ever seen like and i have you seen the prequels right i remember when i went <laughs> i remember sitting there at the end being like did we watch the same movie because yeah there was a lot of things i like not a lot but a few things i didn't care about but i was like i enjoyed it i was entertained so like i got my 13 dollars worth at least you know i don't yeah 
<laughs> We're all entitled to like or dislike whatever we want, but what makes it toxic for me is when you go out of your way to make sure no one else on the planet exactly. enjoys what you love. Right. And, you know, Chris and I have talked about this also, making these absolute proclamations. Like, that is the worst movie I've ever seen. Right. There's no right. hint of opinion. It's not up for debate. Right. No. No. And then, like, as soon as right. you see some of these things, like, on, like, social medias, like, your own opinion starts to kind of, like, get colored a little bit until you have to, like, have a conversation with yourself and be like, I actually didn't feel that way about it. And I'm, like, trying to see is how this other person was so hateful toward this one choice. But, it like, for, like, a hot second, I started, like, not liking it as much. At least yeah. that's the way I was with um, uh, Last Jedi in particular. Hey everyone, in lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcasts, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the Buffalo, New York theater community. Primo, Matt, and myself will choose a company we truly love each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic. This one goes out to the fine people of the New Phoenix Theater of Johnson Park. It would be an even deeper catastrophe if this beacon of artistic light were to never open their doors again. I just finished sound designing a two-man show there called Kiss of the Spider Woman in celebration of their 25th season as an independent theater. Directed by the incredible Victoria Perez, stage managed by the great Mike Dobin and starring brilliant actors Rolando Martin Gomez and Rick Latimer. This show is one of my favorite shows I've ever worked on and I do upwards of 20 shows a year all over Buffalo. The New Phoenix Theater is owned and operated by my dear friend Richard Lambert. I can't tell you how much I love this man for his vision and beautiful personality. He may be the most graceful and successful risk taker I've ever worked with. I am so honored to know this wonderful man and even more so to call him my friend. If you would like to send love and support to the New Phoenix Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be easily sent via the Donation Now button at newphoenixtheater.org. That's N-E-W-P-H. O-E-N-I-X-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org. Mail-in donations can be sent to 95 Johnson Park, Buffalo, New York, 14201. And you can place over-the-phone donations by dialing 716-853-1334. To those of you who choose to help, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I deeply appreciate it. Now, on with the show! And we're back. I saw The Last Jedi alone um it was actually when i was like about to move karen back home from florida when we were living down there and i remember like the hype was huge the theater was fucking packed and when i was watching it like i was like super into it but like i kept feeling like i was like a like the climax and i don't know how the fuck to explain this um i felt like i left the theater with blue balls basically <laughs> like there was just something that wasn't fulfilled for me watching the last jedi and i couldn't like put my finger on exactly what it was and then like as soon as i like looked up like why i might have a problem with one of these things all of a sudden i was given 200,000 different reasons why i should hate this movie <laughs> um and then like i remember when i watched it a second time with karen i was way more um uh i was way more like uh cynical about the the overall experience of the movie um and like still to this day, it's not one of my favorites, but I feel like a lot of my opinion got colored because I looked up so much about it afterward from people who really, really disliked it. And now like I almost can't get away from certain things. And none of my comments were about Kelly Marie Tran. 
at all. Just want to make that known because honestly, she was done so fucking dirty in the ninth oh, movie. Dude, so when it's bad. like just because you, it's like. He, it's you can dislike yeah. a character or even like as a writer not know what to do with a character that's not yours but to just write them out completely is like it's it's criminal right and, and her story from the last jedi was one of my favorite parts of that <laughs> i i don't know i, <laughs> I really enjoyed I, I mean i could have done without the whole like let's run through this romance casino plot. romance like, plot that's my biggest problem with it yeah, it's a forced romance plot. You know what I mean? Like the whole like that's another thing that bothers me about it's, the fanboys. And also, if you haven't followed John Boyega on Twitter, it is a time because as soon as those as soon as the Rise of Skywalker came out, the dude was just firing off at fanboys, being like, "And fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." Well, like just like I really quick on the the romance plot thing. It's just like they did the same thing in in Avengers two. Um, mm. the age of Ultron where they forced this weird romance between Black Widow and Hulk yeah. all of a sudden and we're like why is this this is such a waste of time like this is not the problem anybody who has the comics knows that Black Widow and Steve Rogers lives past Peggy's life and forms a relationship mm-hmm. with Black Widow and yeah. and the Hulk is in love with Betty so like mm-hmm. Betty being um whose name whose last name escapes me because they after the 2008 um not I wouldn't say flop I like that movie The Incredible Hulk they just kind of like got away with that character who's played by Liv Tyler um mm-hmm. yeah but it's yeah I I hate forced romantic things so and you know who's very uh, guilty of this DC Comics yeah they're the worst every movie they make is always just like a very forced love interest where um like there, there's the, what is it uh Superman barely talks to Lois Lane but all of a sudden they're in love what mm-hmm. is this. It's not believable. Yeah, before we stray too far away, so Chris, you said you wanted to talk about specific reactions sure. um, to seeing The Last Jedi, or was it Rise of Skywalker? The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Um, yeah, I can I can leave. Well, I think I was in a theater with Kristen, yeah. with a big group of people, but I can talk about my experience of that night and then what I experienced afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting in between um, people that I adore dearly um, in a row of people that I like, and they had such sour pusses on their face, and I'm I'm reacting to stuff and enjoy enjoying the movie, um, applauding and and in thoroughly thoroughly engaged by it, and they were just they I, it felt like they just decided not to like it from the get-go and weren't and weren't giving it a chance at all and for me you talked about coloring your experience that colored my experience and confused my experience a Mm. little bit because i was in this cloud of like negativity and people came out afterwards and chris well i'm not gonna say what kristen was doing after when we walked outside chris can't tell you that but um uh and and then i went and started reading things about it and kristen and i started talking a lot about it and i'm like wait a fucking second wait a fucking second Mm -hmm. this is really this is really great it's beautifully shot yeah um it did all of these really unexpected Mm -hmm. things it took and took all of this took all of this in a new direction um i didn't have a problem with finn and rose per se i have a problem with finn and rose when i look at all three movies combined right because they fucking because they they, of what they did to her and they completely blow it off like not even like a sentence or two about it in the night right no um do you want to come along no my place is here with the rebellion bye (laughs) oh all right i so i so i went and saw it again by myself um and then i went and then i made someone 
for my birthday, come and see it with me. Uh, a gentleman who was like, oh, I really didn't like it. We went and saw it at the North Park the second time. And mm-hmm. he and and he was like, oh, wow, you know, this this is really cool. I did. I didn't enjoy it. I um, I wanted to make a shirt that said the last Jedi is lit. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, were, we were sending each other designs. Remember, we were sending we were. each other T-shirt designs. Incredible. I think. I mean, I think the lights. I think the lightsaber fight in the throne room is one of the one so of the oh, incredible. That, that, that made me like scream out loud in the movie theater. The, the mm. overhead shot when they're on crate and the speeders are going across the salt and making those red streaks. That is one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen. Like he, the cinematography for that movie was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my issue, my issue, and this isn't even an issue with The Last Jedi. My issue is with all three movies is is you can't wait to the last movie to have all of your new characters going an adventure together. I, which yeah. that was the aspect I loved about The Rise of Skywalker. So you had all these characters going an adventure together. But I think that was the issue because if it was if it was Finn and Ray like on some side mission in The Last Jedi, I think we might feel differently about it. Um, I didn't, again, I didn't mind it. I just wish they were sort of more included in the, in the main, in the main yeah, plot. Yeah. Um, right. I think that might've been more successful, right. but, mm-hmm. um, I think the force connection stuff with Kylo and Ray is oh. fucking hot and, and so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, and, and fucking Ryan Johnson, God bless him from like, you could see his hand in everything from the poster to the teaser marketing material to, to just. All, all throughout the movie, like as the living text. So I, I, I feel very strongly about the last Jedi. I love mm-hmm. it. I do as well. You know. That. <laughs> yeah, Chris. What was your, what was your reaction? My reaction. I love the ride from the first mm. viewing. Like I was crying. I was cheering, and loved the way the movie was challenging me mm-hmm. in terms of the force especially we've never seen anything like that happen right, right. between between um ray and kylo ren but also what we got through luke like i still for the life of me can't understand people that didn't think that was a fitting right, right. and for that character i mean you know, we've never mm-hmm. seen a jedi display the force in such a powerful way right yeah 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 i had this wonderful experience i still had tears in my eyes but by the time i hit the lobby as chris described it's just surrounded by negativity and it starts to make you question your own experience you are not given a second to process Mm -hmm. your own experience that's you were were like we were actively crying about luke dying outside i Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. I, it, that's my Luke Skywalker from yeah. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a fucking second to mourn him before telling me how terrible the movie is. Can I uh, guess who that one person was who already decided that they hated it going in? We can Harvey can Weinstein it out. It. You can bleep sure. it. Was it written? Harvey Weinstein. I yeah, I think we did kind of kind of well, I don't know why she would have decided not to like it before him, but she definitely did Harvey Weinstein. Okay. No. 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 Uh, no, no, no. Harvey Weinstein. She Wait, definitely Harvey. didn't. She did not uh, like it. But she okay. was not alone. She was not far from alone. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> 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 no, but um, there was 
at first the <laughs> sense that thing, you had sorry. to kind of go underground to like the movie because <laughs> if you posted a single positive thing about that point. film you got attacked i got trolled i had texts sent to me non-stop articles being sent in my direction what? i mean like it was over the top over the familial top. arguments terrible family arguments <laughs> i didn't i didn't want to was it christmas that was close yes. yeah. yeah i didn't yeah. want to go to christmas at my husband's house because every time i was in the presence of my brother-in-law we would like go at it like it's bad. I would love Holy shit. I would love to be a fly on the wall during that altercation. I would love to see you just like unleash the force on someone. <laughs> uh, it is time for 30 seconds with Chad. So Chad, I'm a you know, I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of the pod. Um and I but I just want to say you often waste at least a second and a half, if not two seconds. gentlemen welcome to another episode of 30 seconds with tyler this segment has been our very own scene weenie chad gets to talk about anything he wants the only difference is he is racing the clock for points and if chad comes in below 25 points today we give him an even worse name <laughs> so chad how are you feeling today i'm uh doing all right dog all right chad are you ready <laughs> To race the clock? Yeah, dog. Well, Chad, your 30 seconds starts now. So vending machines kill more people in the United States than sharks do each year. Around four people die from vending machines, while sharks only kill one. There's about 1,700 reported injuries from vending machines each year. However, there's only 25 for sharks. And vending machine accidents are typically caused by people shaking them to get their things out, causing them to tip and crush them. However, you are 10 times more likely to die from a shark attack than a vending machine attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Damn. Uh, All right. Mike All right. Hey, yeah, it was a good deal, man. Um, yeah, I mean, right, so to it, be fair, you give the kid five days to get it done, yeah, you'll get it done. Yeah, so it is customary that we allow our guests to judge 30 seconds with Chad first. So on a scale from zero to ten, ten being the highest score, zero being the lowest, Kristen, what would you give him? I'm gonna go six point five. Interesting. That's fair. <laughs> and and how and how 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 big of a fan are you of the Last Jedi? <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What's uh, uh, the danger? Uh, Chris, what would you give him? Um, I'm you know I'm a Tyler Stan. Um, I, I I got a little confused in the middle of it, but he came in under, which I I, I do appreciate. So I'm going to give him an eight point five. Nice. Wow! Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at that. Mm-hmm. A lot higher than I was expecting. A primo Bob Tom. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give him an eight. Um, I thought the topic was hilarious. Because yeah, hilarious. It was a great topic. Um, and you didn't really stumble today. You didn't mispronounce vending machine. Very proud of you. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I rehearsed so, the vending machine part about 20 times, so I wouldn't so mispronounce Chad, it. So Chad gets an eight today from me. 
Awesome. Uh, uh, Matthew. You know, I'm on the same boat, man. I was, uh, I found it funny. The humor really amped it up for me this time around, and you didn't really stutter a lot. So uh, we're going to go with that uh, solid 8.5, my guy. An 8.5. No. I'm sorry, Chad. I should have been more hey. generous. I feel no, good. okay. No don't, hard feelings. You don't have to apologize <laughs> to him. <laughs> I'm going to give you, just to make Kirsten feel better, um, I'm going to give you a 6.4. Which is worse than her score. And I am the dick of the day, which gives you a 37.9. That's good. All right, word. Woo. Word. You get your name back. So welcome back, Tyler. Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) So I think Chad's an improvement on your normal name. It's nice to have my name back. That'll last about three days. Um, So we can either take a break now or we can talk for about three minutes. I, um, I, so I think I think that thing that I began to realize with the Last Jedi is these things that I hold very dear to me, like a like a Star Wars movie or TV show, like Game of Thrones. It taught me that I need to be very mindful about who I consume them with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like we have identified as people who like to get on the ride when i watch a star mm-hmm. wars movie it's like i'm a little kid again yes. and that doesn't mean i'm not a discerning person like i will go away from the film after i've had my experience and start right. to think about it but when i'm in my seat oh my god i'm five years old again right i get so excited i have never oh, seen yeah. a star wars movie in theaters that i didn't have a good time at I always have yeah, a great I, yeah. time, and then afterwards I think about it, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe this, maybe that. But when I'm there in the moment, man, it's awesome. Like, and I see little kids having their first Star Wars experience. I'm like, yeah, like that's what it's about, yeah. man. Like, don't be a Debbie Downer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Chewy over here talking about I, Star Wars. I will say, thanks, man. When, <laughs> after Kirsten and I saw the the um, the Rise of Skywalker, the first thing I said to her was. It seems to me that instead of an overarching three movie trilogy, they were three standalone films. You know what I mean? There was no, it didn't feel like a cohesive story over three films that was being told. That's why you shouldn't give your movie trilogy to three different directors initially and then backtrack on that plan and then go back to the first director who had a completely different idea where your franchise is going. Right. It it wasn't so pronounced with the first three. Right. I mean, even, even, I mean, obviously, right. The first three, but there's still that. (laughs) I I hate you so much. (laughs) I hate you. For Um, all of you who can't see us because it's a podcast, it's uh, Lando Calrissian holding up a Colt 45 and it says, it works every time. I hate you. You know, there, there's still an overarching thread through the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, whatever you feel about it. You know what I mean? They still follow like a. I, you still feel complete after remember when revenge of the Sith came out. I loved that movie, but I was like, okay, you know, I feel fulfilled. Jar Jar Binks is a big problem for me, but like, <laughs> but you know, there was a Jar Jar fuckhead. There's still like an overarching story. I didn't get that with this last trilogy, but again, I still no. enjoyed each of the movies, but you know, I think that was the think, one takeaway. 
I think like good television, like we were watching Atlanta, like each episode had like a different writer, but they all had the same idea of where the story was going, or at mm-hmm. least everyone was in the same writer's room. But I don't think Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams ever had a conversation. No, no, I probably I like right. besides maybe like a boardroom meeting at once, maybe because like it really it just mm, nothing i'm not gonna get into it well it's just jj abrams is it as a director afraid of sequels and he's not the best writer right he's 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 an excellent visual artist and he's excellent with battle sequences uh visual effects and like really like establishing places and ryan johnson in his own credit is too but it's like his i'm saying that jj abrams strong point is not his writing right correct i i 100 agree with that yeah Yeah, i mean like Star Trek sequels or the reboots were also like fantastic, and that was J.J. Abrams. Well, right, but the thing, the thing going to those, the first of those reboots, the first of those reboots was amazing. The first Star, the first Star Trek in two thousand nine was awesome. It was mm-hmm. such a great movie. Then Into Darkness came out, and I was remember seeing, it, I was like, oh, that was, eh. that was fine. Except you know, you cast a white dude as <laughs> the guy whose last name is Singh. Like, and you tried to hide who it was and everyone knew man he's got like brian singer disorder right yeah just he's not the best i enjoyed the the last movie but i was disappointed that he didn't go all of the way with some of the stuff that ryan johnson set up up. yeah i was so excited to see what we might learn about the force like this idea that it's democratic it doesn't necessarily um reside only in the power families yes exactly yeah i was really amped about there being a bunch of jedi nobodies right Right. the idea that she didn't she didn't have to be related to anybody Mm -hmm. was really moving right well it's the same idea with with anakin like anakin wasn't anybody he wasn't born of someone he was just yeah the child of a slave like well dude in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which, Chris, I'm not sure how far you are right now. So good. But without spoiling too much, there's they are trying to find a holocron, which has the location of every single Jedi child in it. And they're trying to make sure it doesn't fall into the hands of the dark side. You're telling me that every single child that has the Force, and this is canon, is somehow linked to one of those Jedi families? Right. right. Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right. But with that, we do need to take another break, and we will be right back with more of this that we are talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Hey there, Nancys. In lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcast, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the local Buffalo theater community. Roy, Matt, and myself will choose a company each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic that we truly, truly love. I would like to shout out the wonderful ladies of Second Generation Theater Company. Thanks to Kelly, Kristen, and Aaron, I was able to live out a dream last spring and set design Angels in America for them, and I cannot thank them enough for their kindness. Second Gen has had to cancel their production of Three Tall Women this spring, a travesty to hit many local Buffalo theaters. Second Generation was founded in 2013 by Kelly Copps, Kristen Bentley, and Aaron Lee Dandies. SGT creates quality theatrical experiences that appeal to an emerging generation of theatergoers. By building on Buffalo's strong theatrical roots, they strive to continue the area's tradition of great theater for generations to come. 
SGT seeks to create powerful theatrical experiences that seek to unite a community of diverse backgrounds and to continually cultivate appreciation and understanding in audiences of all generations through education and engagement. And I am beyond proud to know and work with these amazing women. If you would like to send love and support to Second Generation Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be found and sent at www.secondgenerationtheater.com slash donate. And to those of you who do help, your assistance and love is most appreciated. And now, back to the pod. And we're back with more of this stuff. And uh, my next question here for you is, uh, out of all the Star Wars movies, including the OGs, the prequel, and the sequels, actually, I'm going to back it up. Um, what is your favorite OG <laughs> Star Wars movie, and why? Chris Empire, Sorry, Empire, Christine. Empire, Empire. <laughs> I think the Empire Strikes Back is is um, clearly the favorite, but I think there's 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 a reason why um, the storytelling just deepened, the humor deepened. Um, the it has one of the greatest reveals in like film history in it. Oh yeah. Um, for me as a kid, it combined like an element of Jim Henson and the Muppets with Star Wars, which blew my mind. Yes. Um, mm. It has, I think Yoda is introduced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's so funny. Um, it's well-written. The pace is great. It's exciting. has great cliffhangers, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. Literally, literally, yeah. and it was a yeah, and, and then you had to wait three, three fucking years for a new one. Yeah, well, they were and all also, practical effects back then. They didn't, you know, just, just no CGI. You know, everything that you saw was real. It was just like, well, how how big did they make it, and where was the camera? The yeah. miniature work is fucking um, spectacular. It, it is, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. I like like that. Th- good job, Star Wars. <laughs> Good job. I remember that part of the Last Jedi discussion, it started around Force Awakens, mm-hmm. um, was fans complaining about how commercial Star Wars was getting. <laughs> like, fuck Disney, it's so commercial. Like, all of my life me? I have been buying Star Wars. They didn't become mainstream, they redefined mainstream. Absolutely. You bought what? What did you say now? So, so many, many lightsabers. lightsabers. Sure. So many so lightsabers. Many They're so dope. Who doesn't want to have a lightsaber after you see some of your favorite actors like beating each other up with them? It's incredible. <laughs> I actually used to have a lightsaber that was blank, and then you could like hit a button, it would go between red and blue, depending on like I don't know if you wanted to be evil that day. So when we were kids, they were like just the plastic tubes that existed. Yes. And more often than not, I don't know if this is the case with you, Chris, we were just picking up sticks in the back yard. Like, it totally... Anything could be a lightsaber. Yeah, sure. And it totally defined the way we played. Like, reshaped our imagination. And I think... think And I think that's a huge... That's a huge important point about Star Wars for those of us who were of a certain age when it came out, is that people will be like, oh, I don't understand why you went into it, why are you so into it, is that it came out at a time when our when our you know brains were still forming. Right. We, were, we were just figuring out what, what our imagination even was. So for yeah. it to sort of get into like our hardwiring and sort of explode the ideas of what your imagination could be, yes. it's it's like 
the love of that movie and in that in that world i just i just equated with my imagination and creativity mm-hmm. um, yes. like it, yeah it's like it's hardwired into me right and Bob, i just want to give a shot oh can i yeah, yeah i please. just want to give a shout out to leia because she was my way in as a girl, girl. Sure. like the boys would let me play Star Wars with them because I could be the princess. And thank God she was such a, a badass princess. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't about mm-hmm. me um, being saved when we played. I was also fighting the bad guys. You were, um, as yes. most women are constantly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, the second part to my my question here is of all the prequels, which one is your favorite? Oh, fuck yeah, none, none of them. Okay, <laughs> yeah, um, I see Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I, 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 I three. Would no. I, mean, I think it's the best of the three, but yeah, no. those are the hardest for me to watch. Well, it turns out George Lucas isn't a good director. <laughs> yeah, just because of the writing and because I know he was trying to use every tool in his toolbox, but just, right, dude. When I was a kid, though, like, cause that's those came out when I was I a kid. So, like, when I saw, like, when I saw, uh, like, a double-edged lightsaber as Darth Maul, I thought that was the coolest fucking fight. Well, that was a great fight. I love awesome. that duel. Yeah, that was a great. Um, duel. There are good elements in every movie. Yeah. And then, like, Revenge of the Sith, because I was still, like, I think it was just before. What what year did that come out? I don't remember. That was 07. 07? So, like, I was just, I was still, like, early teenage years. So, seeing, like, edgy Anakin going into Darth Vader, that was dope. But then, like, once you become, it's, like, almost like after you get, like, into high school, just out of high school, then you start to be able to, like, think about it. And that's when I started not liking them. And, like, the, the the um that like spark of like how cool this all was was like gone and i'm like okay the story sucks yeah i do remember getting really excited about the build-up to those movies because they were re-releasing the first three and it just kind of woke up that kid in me again and yeah Yeah. i was able to go on the ride and then afterwards i started to i feel like my biggest problem with the prequels especially the episodes two and three i'll say this to everybody because it really bothers me hayden christensen totally killed it for me like just like i just obviously we all know that anakin skywalker turns into darth vader but jesus man it it's not oh, even so a challenge for him to like fall to the dark side that's thing it's like it, that's why i like watching the clone wars tv show because you get that anakin is a human being in that his fall is supposed to be tragic but the way this kid does it it's not tragic at all it's just like you're a whiny little crybaby and i have no problem believing that you fall to the dark side like i have no problem yeah. believing it because you're just mm-hmm. playing it like that you know you play it angry the whole time two sides to every schwartz i go back to liking the tv show the clone wars because the character is heroic and noble and that's why i like this last season too because it literally leads right up to the moment he falls and up until that moment he is still charismatic and kind and you know caring and so when it does happen you're like oh now it's now it's worse now i feel like now it now it hurts that he fell all the overuse of foreshadowing in those prequels where um 
it's 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 Anakin. He's dressed in like the darkest brown leather you can possibly right. find. Like, oh well, clearly he's going to the dark side. Right. <laughs> well, it's like, why is no other Jedi wearing that color? Which of the sequels were y'all's favorites? Last Jedi. Yeah, Last Jedi for me. Uh, Force Awakens for me. I think that. I mean, I think all three of them. I think all three of them have elements that are fantastic. I would say the Last Jedi. Um, for sure. I think, I think it's also worth, you know, considering solo, which I really loved, which is a hot take, um, (laughs) which I really, I really love solo. And I think a lot of things about solo feel more like star Wars than any of these other three sequels. Um, Mm -hmm. and I know everyone loves rogue one. I enjoy rogue one. I'm I'm not as crazy about it as everyone is, but, um, I think that what, what Primo was saying about the clone wars though, I didn't want to watch the Clone Wars cartoon because I did not like the prequels so much Um, and was so surprised watching that first season that there was a three-part episode and I'm like, this three-part fucking episode of this cartoon show is better than any of those (laughs) movies. Yes. Yes. Awesome. It is. And then that's... Chris, have you caught up at all? I'm. I watched the first couple seasons and I got away from it, so I have lots of catching up to do. I was just saying to Kristen before we started this episode, before you got onto the call, I just finished the last episode drop today of the the series of the last season, mm. and it, like I said, I a cartoon gave me more feels than the actual people doing the acting like Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor carried those three films on his damn on his back. back. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Most of those leads were really solid actors outside of the franchise. They'd all prove yeah. themselves in wonderful films. I think it comes down to how thin the writing was and that Lucas yep. is not an actor's director. No, they made Liam Neeson boring. I think we killed Tyler. (laughs) I just have nothing to input on this topic. Well, good, because children are supposed to be seen and not heard, Tyler. So good. (laughs) I still feel bad about the grade I gave him. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure last week we all gave him like ones. (laughs) Yeah, you guys did. I got I did terrible. We went in on him last week. It's really bad. Hey guys, uh, this week in lieu of uh, paid promotional ads, Primo Roy and myself would like to take the time to shout out some agencies that really need donations right now. Um, One of the biggest agencies that needs a lot of help is the Red Cross. COVID-19 has caused worldwide panic and created a scarcity of resources. We have heard a lot about masks and gloves and toilet paper, but we really haven't heard a lot of people talking about the need of blood. Um, The Red Cross has had to cancel so many blood drives in order to keep their employees and our communities safe. This quote is directly from their website. We are working quickly to identify and replace blood drives canceled due to workplace and school closures. Search for opportunities near you and check back often as we are continuously adding new donation opportunities. If you don't see available appointments near you or in the near future, please search 7 to 15 days out. The need for blood is constant and patients need your help. As you can see, the uh, situation isn't ideal, but if you are asking what you can do for your community right now, please consider donating blood. Go to the redcrossblood.org, follow a few simple steps to find your nearest donation location, and give blood as soon as you can. Thank you for your consideration and helping your community. Now, let's get back to it. And uh, we're back. Rainbows. 
cold beer. Fireflies. A hard day's work. Your first kiss. A firm handshake. Fresh flowers. Gasoline. Miracles. Monster truck rallies. Butterflies. Matthews. Wholesome moment. Welcome back to uh, Matthew's Wholesome Moment. This week, the question is, what is your favorite Star Wars related memory? It can be an event, a certain moment when you saw it in a movie, anything along those lines. I'm out. Yes, we fucking know, Tyler. I, I'm just making it clear one more time. <laughs> Go back to your OnlyFans page. I. He has a second camera on. We just can't see it. I do. I'm actually streaming right now. Tyler likes to do the shows in the nude. I yeah, do. he's not actually wearing pants. I'm not wearing pants. So, uh, Kristen, would you yeah. like to lead off? Yeah, but I got to give you two. I'm sorry. One is a moment in a movie, and the other is like personal memory. So, right. when Jedi came out, my brothers and I set up a tent in the backyard. And we stayed up all night playing with the action figures. Yes, yes. And in the morning, my father zipped up the tent and said, It's time to go see Jedi. Oh, we were like, one. Yeah. That's a great story. Oh, that's great. That's a great story. Oh, I remember it so well. I remember everything about it. Mm. Just trying to drive home how like <laughs> life defining these movies are. For me, but I, I wanted to bring up the moment in Force Awakens when the lightsaber goes to Ray's mm. hand and not mm. and like I was sobbing to see the lightsaber moment. go to the girl's hand. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's so fucking wonderful. Such a good yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I I'll do two as well then. Um, <laughs> I, 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 it's a combined sort of memory. I remember my brother taking me to see The Empire Strikes Back. It's probably like the afternoon, the day after that it came out. Um, and just our conversation in the car on the way there, during the movie, after. Um, it was just a, like a beautiful event. We were laughing, we were cheering, we were crying. Um, but I also remember my dad took me out of school the day Return of the Jedi came out to go see it. Absolutely. Fourth or fifth grade, whatever yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, um, but I, there's so many moments I could pick. But I will say, when I saw The Force Awakens and Ray's like heading up the hill, and even oh, talking about it, I get chills on my arms. But when Luke, when Luke Skywalker turns around and the binary sunset music comes in, mm. uh, our whole world is a mess. Yeah, and, and talk about a fucking cliffhanger. That was a cliffhanger of course. Oh. Oh, I get chills thinking about it. Um, for me, the, my best moment was similar to Chris's. My dad took me and my brother out of school to go see the remastered version of A New Hope when it came out in theaters. At this, just like, just, but, and my dad never did stuff like that. Love my dad, mm -hmm. but he was just not, that was just not him. But one day he just pulled my brother and I out of school, took us to the movie theater, big old bucket of popcorn, sat down and watched this movie. And from that moment, is like, a, what was that, 97? that came out like the remastered ones 
um, immediately hooked. Like immediately, my dad went and picked up the VHS trilogy set, and I every day after school I would come home and just like watch those on repeat until the the tape ribbon on the VHS gave out because that's I was just so enamored um, mm-hmm. with that world. Yeah, yeah, Chris, do you remember yeah. being in the theater? when the trailers started to come out for the remastered. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I mean, just took me instantly back. My, my relationship with these movies is just so visceral. It's something I can't control. As Chris was saying, yeah. it's just part of what we were raised with. I, I cannot wait. Mitochlorians, maybe. It's just in us. Right. I cannot wait to sit down and share this and other fandoms that I love with my kid. I can't wait to sit down and do that and just look, see the look on her face while she's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then to have such strong female characters for her to be like, hell yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that is what I'm most Um, excited for. If you could be a princess, you could be a general and you could be a badass Jedi. Yes, you can. Yes. And like My, uh, how amazing it was to see women jumping in the X-Wing fighters yes. in the last two movies. Like That's something I don't take for granted. Rose Tico's, Tico's sister, sister being running that bomber. bomber. Yes. Oh. Mm. Um, can I can I say I was deprived of Star Wars before you go blaming me for not uh, being the biggest fan in the world? Um, Where it was kept in the basement. Mm. No, it was uh, my father doesn't like like sci-fi movies in general. Anything that's science fiction mm. just does not like it. And I, so as a kid, I never really had anything until my mom. My mom got episode one on VHS, and I was my first, like, and I remember, like, Star Wars has this huge fan base, and I was like, oh, this will, this will be good, and I was just, like, a kid, and I throw it in the VCR, and I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, this is garbage. Why do people like this? And then, <laughs> and I was just like, but at that point, too, like, my childhood mind was just like, all right, well, they have this big, green, fat guy who just floats, who's, uh, like, a ma- who's, like, a, apparently a big deal. And then I was just like, and then Jar Jar Binks is clearly the main character and who would want to watch a movie where he's the main character. So, um, yeah, I just, I didn't like it when I was a kid. And then, um, I got in all these, uh, like I was talking to my one friend and he was just like, oh, they're, they're so good. You have to watch, watch, like watch the originals first and then, and then go and watch like episode one and you'll realize like that was a terrible movie and should be like what you judge on the whole thing. But Mm -hmm. no, I don't have a wholesome moment about that other than, um, uh, I saw a picture of uh, somebody dressed as Jar Jar Binks, and he was holding a sign that said "unemployed." <laughs> Owned. Owned. Um, this is uh, this is kind of gonna hurt Chris a little bit because we were just deprived of our uh, Disney vacation, um, where we were going to build lightsabers. It makes you. F- Everyone is for the next year. Yeah, Yeah, we'd we'd be there right now. Um, Yesterday, we were going to build lightsabers, and uh, my cellar reservation just disappear off my phone. Our vacation Um, Disney World is in jeopardy. (laughs) Is one hundred fucking percent. I was going to say whose whose line is anyway live? That got canceled. It got postponed, but it won't be literally. But um, I will have to say, I got I was fortunate enough to write just like literally the week before this all like blew up in America. I was in Batu, the new uh, Disney World Galaxy's Edge, and my God, I had never felt like more immersed and like more at home in a Star Wars world than I was there, and especially riding riding those two rides. Um, 
but in particular rise of the resistance and i won't spoil anything about it but i didn't know that one of my friends was working that ride that day and he ended up being one of the characters you could interact with like during the process of the ride and just being able to see that and have that like special banter with him and being <laughs> reprimanded by a member of the first order like in front of everybody else was just like one of the greatest moments i think in my star wars memory um but my god Oga's cantina being able to like <laughs> be getting hammered in one of the cantinas in the star wars world is <laughs> next level shit man i'm actually gonna probably make some of those beverages this evening just because i'm so sad that i'm not there right now who uh, show but, of hands here who's about to just go like watch star wars right now oh no as soon as i'm done i'm watching yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, we have a lineup tonight. Tyler, raise your hand. You should do it. It's good for you. It's good for you. Tyler, Tyler I gotta I ask you, Tyler, what is behind your head, like up in the corner of that room? Right here. Is that a right is that here. a Grim Reaper? What is that? Right there. Uh, yeah, right there. The black. It thing. is a Grim Reaper. Yes. Okay. It's actually right in my bed. Do you need to remember your own mortality every morning? Um, he has an alternative uh, OnlyFans page. I like to wake up and be like, "I'm immortal." Yeah, I, 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 that's a prop. I'm gonna die tonight. Like I said, dude, he's 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 Pooh Bear right now. He's pantsless from the waist down, and he's got a camera aimed straight at his dick. Dude, the camera's right over there, man. I'm making bank right now. I do not have an OnlyFans account. I will stress that. Well, that's a great note to end on. Hey, hard times, man. Did you know that Sam Jackson, his whole stipulation of being in episode one was actually that he would be the only one to have a purple lightsaber? And that it then it had to have badass motherfucker, badass MFR etched on it, and it does. Bad motherfucker on his fucking lightsaber. Yeah. In episode two, they asked him why he wanted a purple lightsaber, and he said because he wanted to be able to pick himself out in the fight scenes. He also <laughs> wanted to match Tyler's OnlyFans room. <laughs> I want to uh, get in there. I just yeah. like LED lights, man. It is time for final thoughts with our guests, including our guest host, but uh, starting with our guest guest, Kristen. What are your final thoughts? Oh God, I thought I I do need to go watch all of the films in a row right now because this talk has just got me really really excited. So and um addiction. Addiction. <laughs> yes, I am addicted in a way. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's um, easy to be. No, I'll always come back to these stories because I'm an idealist. I love those ragtag friends coming together to um, save the world. Yeah. It's a good core story. Yeah. yeah. And then add to that the droids and the beasts and the guns and the ships. Yeah. Awesome. Chris, final thoughts? That that I think when you when you find things in your life, whatever they are, whether it's sports or or Star Wars or or Game of Thrones season eight, which fuck everyone, we should be we should be breathing the rarefied air that such a show lives in. Um, you should you should be mindful and take care of yourself with with who you who you share that with and who you consume that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those things are hard to come by and, and they're important. They are. So appreciate things, people. Uh, any final thoughts from our, because uh, I know Matt and Primo are very passionate. Basically, it costs nothing to let people yes! enjoy things. Yes. <laughs> Literally, just that, Period. what's that, that gif of the guy closing the person's mouth like, shh, let shh. people 
enjoy Let people things. enjoy things. Thank like, you. Just, just like w- whatever your opinion is, I don't care. Keep, Keep it, it to yourself. Or anything. It goes to a restaurant. It goes from what you like to drink. Yeah. It goes from if you prefer mustard. I don't like it, but I'm not gonna like. Yeah, so leave my amaretto alone. I'm not- <laughs> just like opinions on Game of Thrones. Uh, with that, we ask you to stay inside your homes, to wash your hands all of the time, try not to leave, and uh, let people enjoy stuff. This episode is brought to you in support of local theater companies from Buffalo, New York. For more complaining, visit negativenancyspod.com and follow along on Instagram at negativenancyspod and Facebook at Negative Nancy's Podcast. If you'd like to send us love letters, you can reach us at hatemail at negativenancyspod.com. Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.